God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this first Sunday of Advent through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you've read your newsletter article already, you, you know that the, that the theme of this Advent is there's a lot of light, right? So especially today, arise and shine the light of Jesus. But I was looking at Isaiah where the, uh, the camels will heap, be heaped upon you. Be thankful that uh, we don't do that, right? <laughs> that we don't, that, that God doesn't heap camel upon camel upon us, uh, unless, of course, we were still living in that time and, and needed those to make a living. But anyways, our theme today is about light. And, you know, I just spoke about that recently towards the end of Pentecost a couple of weeks ago. But it's no different today because seasonal affective disorder or SAD, for short, also known as winter depression or winter blues. Anybody have that yet? These short days, short dark days. You know, it's an emotional disorder that some people experience in the dark, darkest months of the year. Those who get SAD, or SAD, seasonal affective disorder, have little energy and can become depressed. Additional symptoms may include a tendency to overeat or not eat enough, both of which can cause more depression and more sadness. We all know, though, that it doesn't have to be winter for people to be sad. Depression of all kinds, whether it's feeling sad or depressed because of some outside circumstances to depression that comes from inside that's just there on its own is a leading cause of disability between Americans 14 and 45 years old. During our lifetime, most of us will experience some kind of depression at least three times. You know, when the bottom falls out, when everything heads south, when nothing seems right or just on its own, with no apparent reason at all. Now look, I won't bore you with statistics and studies on depression that I can't back up anyways unless I take a three-month sabbatical to do all the research myself, but unless you're living an isolated life with no social contact at all, you know, we all have a common knowledge of depression and sadness just from living we know it, cause, it causes divorce, separation, and sometimes people die from its effects. When we're depressed, it's tempting to self-medicate with too much substance, too much food, work, sleep, whatever. You name it and people have used it. And we know where quick fixes end, they end with more S-A-D, sad. But it's into this darkness, see, that Isaiah boldly announces, Arise and shine, for your light has come. Not your light, not my light, God's light. Because the glory of the Lord has shone upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. 
That was verses 1 to 2 of our text today from Isaiah. What a burst of light, huh? They're not necessarily just words, you know. In fact, Isaiah uses light imagery all throughout chapter 60. You should read it. The word light appears seven times in the whole chapter. Here's some other light words that he uses. Shine, that's in, you already heard that in verses 1 through 2. Brightness, verse 3. Radiant, verse 5. Splendor, verses 7 and 19. Beautify, 7, 9, and 13. Glory, verses 1, 2, and 13. Glorious, verses 13. Sun, meaning sun in the sky, verses 19 and 20. And moon, which is also a source of light, isn't it? Verses 19 and 20. Isaiah, it's kind of light show, isn't it? But let's go back to the darkness for just a minute. Do you think the darkness Isaiah is talking about is some ancient spiritual darkness like unbelief of the nations back then? You think that's all he's talking about? The darkness he's talking about is the darkness that still exists today. Words describing darkness in Isaiah and depression and death appear 17 times in the previous chapter, 59. 17 times. That list includes iniquity, sin, defilement, deceit, wickedness, disorder, vanity, turmoil, Violence, evil, destruction, devastation, and crooked or crookedness. The next verses go on to say that justice, salvation, and righteousness are far, far away. Isaiah 59, 16 then announces that God is appalled. He's appalled at this because there is no one to intervene. It's interesting that God would say, there's no one to intervene in this darkness when he is God, right? He can do something about it. But it's interesting that he says that first. We know later he does intervene, right? But you and I live in a world of Isaiah 59. It gets dark. Very, very dark. And not just dark at this time of the year. Right? And when we often don't expect him, the prince of darkness shows up, pointing his accusing finger at us, mocking our lame discipleship, our failed relationships, and our fatal attractions. Thank God, then, that when you and I are in the dark, we have the light. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Remember, not my light, not your light. The light of God. Isaiah prepares the way for an even greater light show. And that's the message of Christ's birth. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. Luke 2 verse 9. And then later on. Simeon which you heard in Luke. A minute ago. A light to lighten the Gentiles. And the glory of your people Israel. Later on, after that, 
the Magi marvel. We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. What a dazzling light. Christmas lights can have a deeper meaning now, huh? can't they? No wonder we like them so much. The whole world should take notice to the bigger light that they point to. Jesus is the light of the world who took on human form so that he might take in you into his arms, heal your hurts, forgive your sin, and destroy the darkness that you're in. In him there is blazing, brilliant, eternal light. John chapter 1, verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Note the verb shines is a present tense verb. John doesn't write, The light shone, or the light had shone, or the, even the light will shine. No, he says the light shines in the darkness, in your darkness, in mine, in your deep darkness, in the darkest hours of your life. This light shines. The darkness has not overcome it. With those last words, John prepares us even now during Advent for Good Friday. Talk about a dark, bloody day. Nails, the cross, agony and all that, three hours of darkness, and then death. Three days later, though, the light shines. Yeah, present tense shines, not had shown or shown. See, the darkness will never overcome Jesus. It will never overcome you, even though it can feel like you're smothering in it. You're not. Unless someone is actually smothering you, then you've got bigger problems. (laughs) But even if that were happening, not even death can extinguish Christ risen for you. To raise you up to everlasting life. Jesus isn't risen from sleep or hibernation. He's not risen from confusion. Not risen in the hearts of his followers. No, he's risen from the dead physically, bodily. And when our hour comes, that hour of death will give way to an eternal Easter. There will forever shine a divine splendor and we will bask in God's glory. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Not even death. And there's more light to come. When Christ returns, he promises to take us to the new Jerusalem, where according to Revelation 22, verse 5, well, let's just take a look at that. It's easy because it's the last page in your pew Bibles there. I don't even have to tell you the page number. Open it up and look at the last page of text. And there you'll see Revelation 22, the river of life. Now, we're not going to read the whole, I mean, we're not going to, if you go back one page, chapter 22, the heading on that is, all things made new. So that's the, that's how, that's how the Bible ends, right? All things will be made new by God. But then focusing a little bit more on 
The next page, 22, verse 5. Well, let me just start with verse 3. John says in his vision, There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. And now listen to this. And there shall be no night there. Okay? There will be no night on the new earth. Uh, They need no lamp nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. That, my friends, the ultimate light that awaits us. Okay? Now, what does this mean? It means... In our eternal life, even though we're going to be on a new earth, God himself will be the source of light. He will illuminate everything. Mind-blowing. In the meantime, arise and shine, you people. Jesus was born for us. He came to bring forgiveness of sin, which is good news, a light for every dark day. And an anchor for every deadly storm. Jesus is too perfect and wise to error. He is God. Too powerful to crush. And too merciful to cast us away. Light is God's and good and perfect gift for you. So don't miss it this Advent and Christmas. Amen.